0: On my part, but it's still there. It is there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Glowing Weak Point, the show where we still don't have a thing to say. There, uh, we we talk about stuff like babies getting borned. Um, I'm your host, John. With me, as always, my co-host, the real host, the hostess with the mostest, Ronaldo Wombat Wombatson. How you doing, man? That's me. Uh,
1: I'm doing fan. Fantastic. You know me. I don't have a bad day ever in my
0: life. <laughs> Alright, so what's wrong? Nothing. What? I'm fine. I don't understand. I'm okay. Uh, okay. This, this is weird. Yeah. I'm confused now.
1: John, what's your glowing weak point?
0: Uh I mean, probably... The other day when it was my wife's birthday, and we went and we bought some frogs. Bought some frogs? Yeah. Did you cook the frogs? No, 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 no. Although, I think it was the day after that we went and bought, uh, almost bought some frog legs, because uh, there was a big box of frozen frog legs, and that sounds delicious.
1: Oh, why would you get frozen frog legs? They gotta be fresh, come on
0: uh i don't know anywhere where i could get fresh frog legs damn yeah i don't and i know places where i can get fresh squid fresh octopus um
1: you know this is this is part of that uh misconception of like the entire south as being the country you you live too close to the city to get fresh fresh frog legs
0: Yeah, uh, and and the the funny part is, like, I have to go to an uh, Asian grocery store in order to get any of these things. (laughs) Any of these things. Any of them. Yeah, but I I bought some frogs. Cool. So you have pet frogs? Yeah, it's uh, a couple of African dwarf frogs. Oh. Mm -hmm. These swim around and uh, are very easy to care for. And that was what sold us on them. <laughs> cool. Yeah. couple of pets. What about blocks. you? What's your glowing weak point?
1: Ooh, my glowing weak point is that I'm getting close to the end of that Sandy Hook book. Which means... Okay,
0: that, yeah.
1: Which means, well, it, it means that I'm deep into the, uh, looking at Alex Jones side of things. And... Yeah. Elizabeth Williamson did actually sit down for a, a three hour interview with with Alex Jones and then the next day he called her and talked for another two hours and it is it's the most pathetic description of him ever. like like he's uh, he's he's in the conference room and he's pacing around constantly and asking all these li- like are you a, a democratic operative type questions? But it's clear that he's yeah. a coward because if he was really trying to intimidate her, he'd be like leaning over the table. But instead, he's moving further and further across the room. Like he, yeah. he
0: can't. He's he's feeling trapped. Yeah, he
1: can't be in the room yeah. with his enemies. A- and he's like yeah. telling her, "Oh yeah, I've got I've got snipers on the roof for protection." And then the next day, when he calls back, he ha- he feels the need to say, "I was lying about that." Yeah. And she uh, she theorizes that it's because he's next door to an Orkin building. He doesn't he doesn't want to scare his neighbors. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just uh, really sad. And he's constantly looking over at his uh his employee slash friend Rob Dew because he's clearly trying yeah. to impress him and make him laugh.
0: I wonder if my frogs are gay.
1: I mean, have they drank the fluoride in the water?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, then your frogs are super fucking gay. Yeah, man, I got some gay frogs here. Yeah. I wonder if I could... I have two of them. Uh, I'll have to talk to my wife about naming one of them Alex and the other one Jones. (laughs) (laughs) And then painting the base of it a rainbow. Yes. Yeah. I'll 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 talk to her about this.
1: And 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 on the wall above it it needs to be a trans flag because he despises trans people.
0: You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um and oh man, if only maybe Joan because Joan is a girl's name and I'll I'll need to look and see if like I can tell if one of them is a boy and one of them is a girl and then name them the reverse of that. Uh so <laughs> that they could be two gay trans frogs. Right Names Alec Alex and Joan I mean Alex is a Gender neutral name so It is It's a very good one too Yeah I like the name Alex I don't like Alex Jones though No Nobody does No As It should be Like
1: I, I don't think he even likes himself To be perfectly honest
0: Yeah I don't know Narcissism is pretty common
1: yeah it is
0: all right well, uh let's move on to our next little section. You had some homework last week it we we talked about the homework once the episode was over, but uh you were given some homework because you've never seen mystery men oh nope i I hadn't seen mystery men. I have and seen mystery men now. So, tell me what you thought about Mystery Men. I
1: thought it was dumb. <laughs> I thought it was intensely dumb. Uh, oh, come on! It's a it's a superhero spoof movie made at a time when superhero movies weren't really being made, so they have uh, they have nothing to spoof. <laughs> <laughs> So so they just have William H. Macy up there. They they have William H. Macy up there as a superhero named The Shoveler, whose superpower Uh is that he shovels really well.
0: Yep. He's he's my favorite character. I mean, he's
1: definitely the best character in that movie. But then they have Paul Rubens as the spleen, and his superpower (laughs) is actually the best one of the group, but he's just so... Gross, and not even the power. Like the his power is that yeah. he can fart and knock people out. like he can. Yeah. Well, he he can fart with precision. Yeah. He can. He can tactically knock people out with his farts. Yeah. But it, he himself is just such a gross person. Like like the amount of times uh, or the amount of time spent uh, fucking being gross over Janine
0: Garofalo is just yeah it's i mean honestly Dr uh, Janine Garofalo's Carol the bowler uh is is in my opinion one of the strongest characters oh yeah it's her Cause... and the
1: shoveler like yeah. like she comes in at the halfway point of the movie and then becomes like the main character she's the only one with yeah. a personal tie to any of the villains uh, she's.
0: Th-
2: yeah.
1: Other than Mr. Furious, I would say the only one who really goes through an arc. The others just kind of arbitrarily change, but she and Mr. Fur- yeah. Furious actually go through an arc.
2: Oh, uh, and Mr. Furious, whose
0: power is that he gets really angry?
1: Well, it's that he gets really strong when he gets angry. Which he thinks is a bullshit power he made up, but it, it, he really just has faked his anger the entire time. And when he gets actually yeah. angry, he does actually have a superpower.
0: Yeah, yeah. My 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 favorite is the Invisible Boy, Kel Mitchell. Uh his his is my favorite power <laughs> because of how stupid it is. I really
1: thought I really thought the same thing as the characters. Like he's bullshitting. He can't actually turn invisible. <laughs> There's yeah, no way so he can. It,
2: if,
0: if you haven't seen the movie, Kel Mitchell as the invisible boy, his superpower is that he is invisible when nobody is looking. Including himself. That
1: includes himself.
0: <laughs> yes. So he has
1: to close his
0: eyes so that he can't
1: see himself.
0: Uh-huh. But then he is actually legitimately invisible or i guess he really just phases out of existence right because his clothes
1: He's... all dropped off i don't think it's going invisible i think
0: he yeah he he turns into a ghost basically yeah
1: it's it's weird uh... hmm. no i really thought i really thought that was bullshit <laughs> Uh, of course, not. I will say I was Greg Kinnear as Captain Amazing. Though that was the best casting decision uh-huh. in the entire movie.
0: It's it's a really good casting decision. <laughs> yeah. he
1: really sells this like Batman slash Superman esque superhero turned NASCAR racer. Yeah, yeah, turned scumbag. <laughs>
0: uh I love like Frankenstein Pepsi
1: logo in Japanese because
0: Pepsi has <laughs> fucking taken
1: yeah. his sponsorship away
0: uh yeah uh but uh yeah this is one of my favorite movies of all time uh I I own this and I own the um oh I own the soundtrack for this. I will say, I
1: got more laughs out of that one than the other one, uh, than the one that is actually in our segment at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, I-, I had more fun with Mystery Men than I did with that one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know that I'll ever um, watch it again.
0: So, uh, one of the, uh, the more popular songs on Mystery Men is, uh... Little thing by uh, Smash Mouth, known as All Star. Oh my- it, it's gets uh, played twice. Songs. It gets played twice. <laughs> Wombat. Yeah. All Star was made for Mystery. What? <laughs> it, go, go watch the Go watch the All Star official music video, and it is it it incorporates scenes from the Mystery. Oh
1: movie. my god.
0: It it starts off at the um, the pool party where they try and uh, cast for more uh, superheroes and all star walk up and they are not accepted.
1: You know but- what? I-, I will also say it's really cool that a movie in 1999 had a white man and a black man in a or er, a white man and a black woman in a marriage. Yeah, like that's a thing that still doesn't happen very often
0: no it really doesn't
1: so it's really it was really nice to see that kind of representation and they actually have like a Mm -hmm. good relationship like Mm -hmm. other than the fact that he's out there shoveling all the time they they love each (laughs) other
0: (laughs) yeah no they, they definitely care a lot for each other um
1: so that was nice Jennifer to see Jennifer
0: Lewis as Lucille.
1: Um, I I did think the the relationship between uh, Mister Furious and the waitress was dumb and pointless, and yeah. not developed at all. And then suddenly she's been kidnapped and is a damsel at the end of the movie. Like th- it didn't feel mm-hmm. earned in any way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like screamed at the TV. Why are you here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, that was uh our little foreplay before the episode. Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's talk about anime so, this week. Yeah, you wanted to talk about anime and um, I tried to catch up as much as I could. <laughs> So, there's a few things on here that I have italicized, and that means that I have not watched a single episode of them since the last time we talked about this. Uh, I do still intend to watch more, but, you know, that's a. It's not going to happen anytime soon.
1: Um, I'm bolding the one that I. Did not watch any more of.
0: Okay. There was another one, too. Let's go ahead
1: and... Oh, but you just removed it. Let's go ahead
0: and get... Uh, if I removed it, I pushed it over onto your side.
1: No, it was in the heart of Kanoichi Tsubaki. It's just not up here anymore.
0: Oh, okay, cool. I think you might have put it over on my side, and then I deleted it. I see. Because I didn't delete anything from both. If I removed it, I put it from both to you. Okay. Um... Yeah, because I'm not watching that either. So let's let's go ahead and get those out of the way. Uh, Rising of the Shield Hero. Um, it's... It started off very rocky. <laughs> and then uh, we had to go off and fight the giant turtle elder guardian thingy. And then we, in the course of that, um, it's over the past five episodes have been like killing it, and then finding out that it's not actually dead until you kill its heart, and then going in and killing its heart, and then finding out that it's not actually dead still. Oh my god, is this then, Dragon Ball Z now? Uh, then, like, going to a deeper area and then finding out that the teammate, this is a spoiler, by the way, but uh, you don't care. I do uh, The teammate who's been helping them all along with this, who's a Uh, summoned by the guardian is actually the soul of the guardian itself, not the giant uh, turtle thingy. So really, if they wanted to stop it, they would just have to kill her. But, you know, they're not going to want to do that.
1: I mean, that felt obvious that she had a closer relation to the turtle than she was even letting on.
0: Yep. Yep but she didn't know it until she got to the, the core of the turtle thingy but so far it's kind of just meh it it had nothing none of the um drama of the first season and not really any of the action either it's
1: a lackluster kinda... start to a second season
0: yeah. Yeah. And I was I was worried about this from the beginning because I mean, even the second half of the first season that after the drama was resolved was just kind of bleh. Yeah. It it the I'd say maybe the action was a little bit better in that, but in general no, it was just kind of bleh. And then You know, unless they are going to come in with some new drama or really change things up a bunch, it's never going to have what it had in that first season. So,
1: it's a show that really only shines when its main character is not liked by other characters in the show.
0: Yeah, butch. To be fair, though, the main character should not be liked. No, he sucks. (laughs) He's he's not a good person. Um, even from the very beginning of the anime, he's not a good person. Uh, he's forced into some of that because of unfairness and, and bullshit. But, like, he makes decisions that are bad decisions and that are unlikable. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, I'll... Finish out this season, and then that'll probably be the end of Rising of the Shield Hero and me. <laughs>
1: I mean, it, it might be the end of Rising of the Shield Hero in general, if other people also don't
0: <laughs> like it. <sighs> Very true. And, I mean, I don't see a reason why someone would like it. it it's not even, like, really doubling down on cute or hyper-attractive uh you know, waifus or something. So, like, you're not even still getting that crowd in. <laughs> okay. Tell me about Trapped in a Dating Sim. Oh, man. Um,
1: so, I will say the story of this is way more interesting than I thought it would be. Uh, he he spends... The main character is, is spends a lot of time with... Uh, the, her- the heroine and the villainess of the, uh, the dating sim that he played. Um, who, yeah. who no longer fit into those roles because I'm pretty sure it's his sister. Like, like the, uh, the other isekai oh. character is his sister. And she's, she's taken over the heroine role um okay like like they haven't confirmed that yet but i'm like i'm like 99 percent sure it's his sister um and
0: uh, i'm worried about that <laughs> why because you know anime oh uh, no, they sisters they
1: don't realize it and they barely interact because he hates her so much and she hates him so much that
0: has me worried even more because you know what happens with anime with two opposite gendered people who hate each other so much right but you would then at least have them interact
1: in some way and they they don't really he spends most of his time interacting with the prince and the other noblemen um who have like circled around her like, horny wolves. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know where they're trying <sighs> to take this next arc. Uh, because... It, it, It started, this last episode had a school festival, and I I messaged you, and I was like, I don't feel like this setting calls for a school festival. It doesn't make sense at all. And I don't know whether it's trying to be like, like, oh, dating sims are so uncreative, even when they're in a fantasy world, they fall back on school festivals. Or the author of the light novel... Was so uncreative, he fell back on a school festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. And it ended with an entirely new character, introduced only in this episode, uh, asking him for help saving her family. And I'm like, okay, where is this fucking going? Yeah. Um, so, I'll see where that goes. That was the story. Animation-wise, the characters spend about as much time off-model as they do on. And (laughs) the posing is so undynamic that it becomes funny in some ways. (laughs) Like, like the villainess was screaming at somebody... Uh, look, and and just standing there with her arms by, uh, by her side, and I was like, you couldn't have her move in some way. She's standing there, like like the tilted forward a little bit, like Donald Trump in that one picture. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> i like, pose her, give her something to do.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Nope. And, and and the dude's face they do not care about the main character's face. His eyes change shape from shot to shot. <laughs> it is it is right. intensely bad animation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
0: uh about Diamon recipe for happiness. It's sweet. Uh, how's that going?
2: It's sweet okay. and
0: fun. I, I know you were worried at a point about whether they would go gross. I'm assuming that nothing like that has happened. No.
1: But I mean, I, I, the one I was worried about was, was like the comparison to Us- Usagi drop, which didn't go yeah. gross until the final chapters. <laughs> so. Yeah. There's always the potential okay. for it. But. They introduced his former girlfriend from Tokyo and now she's just a member of the regular cast and they have this this weird okay. thing where they both think the other one dumped them.
2: <laughs> okay. She
1: clearly dumped him, but for some reason she thinks that he dumped her.
0: Um I don't know how you would confuse that.
1: Well like like he said I'm going to move back to Tokyo or er, back to Kyoto. And and go help with my, my family's Japanese sweet shops. And she, like, packed up her shit, and she's like, I hate, uh, or, or, or I only like Western sweets. And then walked out the door, and that's clearly breaking up with him. Yeah. But for some reason, yeah. she interpreted his moving to Kyoto at all as him breaking up with her. huh even though like they could have had a conversation about it and she could have come with him and i mean now she's there and she works at a neighboring store and she just hangs out with them all the time (laughs) so i I think that's the Uh, route they're going to take they're going to have those two get back together at some point and resolve their dumb misunderstanding Because I think what it was, was she was packing up and saying that shit about Western sweets as a way to to try and, like, get him to stay behind. You know, doing manipulative bullshit. And I think she's going to learn that what she did was fucked up and then apologize for it.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Alright, well, there were... Two anime on this list that we did not have on our list at all last time uh, because either they hadn't come out yet or uh, they had been out for three episodes already at that point and just hadn't watched it at all. Uh, I'll go with mine. Uh, E-Stab Life, Great Escape. Okay. Which is... It's like eight episodes in at this point and uh, it's i'm only three because i was trying to catch up with everything so (laughs) i watched three episodes to see if i would continue with it crunchyroll pretty
1: good it, it keeps uh recommending this one to me and i keep not clicking on it
0: yeah um it's it's a mixed media project there's gonna be a a mobile game coming out soon it's always mobile games now tied to it yeah, well, I mean, that's Japan. Well, I mean, mixed media projects used to be like dot hack where you'd have like
1: actual games.
0: Yeah. Well, but now
1: it's I always mean, mobile games.
0: Mo- mobile games are actual games.
1: Well, yeah. You know what I mean.
0: I mean, look at Genshin Impact. It's an incredibly popular very real game. It is. And it's on mobile
1: but it's also on ps4
0: and but majority play it on mobile
1: <laughs> i don't know that that's true but go on talk about east life
0: uh it's a distant future world population declining whatever um there's all sorts of different demi-humans like one of the characters is a uh, slime girl. Like, she looks like a girl, but then, like, when she gets shot by bullets, she loses slime, and she can also. All she needs is, like, to drink special fluids, and then she can slip through cracks and stuff. It's pretty cool. And then one of the characters is just a, a dog <laughs> person. They can't even talk. Like, they, they talk like a like you know dogs okay and uh but but you know they run around and shoot things and are pretty cool uh one of them is a magical girl um she doesn't like to be called that she she likes to be called like a tech wizard or something like that sure. but no she just she she uses magic in fact the, the other characters make fun of her a little bit because she uses magic and she doesn't like being called a magical girl. Um, but, basically, uh, there's different clusters all near each other and they're, you know, walled off so you're not allowed to go from one cluster to another. And uh, the main group of characters are this team that helps relocate people to a different cluster like if your life in this cluster is just uh terrible for you and you want to move to another then they will help you move to another uh for instance one of the uh, episodes involves a group of ballet penguins uh who are living in uh (laughs) communist land sure why not very, very Soviet, uh, slash, uh, China, and they don't like doing what they're currently doing because they, they don't have creative freedom, so they want to be, uh, brought over to the democratic side of the cluster, and so they do that, and then they're happy, and they do little kids shows, which look dumb, but as long as they're happy, um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, uh, the way it's framed, every single episode can take place in a completely different world, and it seems legit. For instance, one of the places is a gang zone, and another of the places is a magical girl area, where there's just loads of magical girls and you can do all sorts of interactions with that because one of the gang leaders wants to become a magical girl. (laughs) So they move, they move him from the, (laughs) he's he's basically the godfather of one of these gangs and they help him escape from that to go. And he makes his debut as a uh, magical girl. Sure. Why not? Um, Yeah. (laughs) Like, and, and it's, it's kind of wholesome. I mean, it's, it's, Three girls, a robot, and uh, the wolf dude. And they they just interact with each other and are cute and help people realize their dreams.
1: I mean, that's a uh, good way to set up a formulaic anime. Like, like a, a monster of the week yeah. type anime.
0: And, and it, it is a monster of the week. I mean, there's not a monster, but, but yeah. Like... <laughs> It's a it's a uh, episodic instead of uh, story based, well, not serialized. Yeah, not serialized. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. I'll keep watching, but I, there's just so there's so much anime this week. And there is <sighs> there's so many good shows I,
1: this season. It's ridiculous.
0: <clears throat> yeah. You want to talk about a couple of cuckoos, which is the other one that came out that uh hadn't it just started recently? Um it's fun. Yeah.
1: Like I don't know what else to say about it. It's taking a long time to actually introduce like properly the other girls. Like we've seen Yes. we've seen the other two girls a couple of times. But the only one who's really getting any attention in the show so far is Amino.
0: Yeah. All right, so it's an anime where the kids were switched at birth, and then they found each other later, and they're getting married. This is incredibly simplified. Um, I mean, that's pretty um, much it, But they're not... Yeah, but, like, they don't want to get married to each other because uh, one of them is interested in another girl, and the other one uh pretty much stopped not wanting to get married as soon as the anime started <coughs> but also
1: they're clearly into each other
0: yeah yeah they're they're clearly into each other but there's also two other girls so he's interested in a girl who doesn't even know he exists and then his stepsister's interested in i him don't count of that course. one i
1: don't count that one it's if he even considers it i'm dropping the show at once if he entertains that at all, because they've been raised as siblings their entire life. Yes. Like, yes. that's
0: gross. It, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it is. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, it's kind of cute. Last episode I saw had them, it ended with them being forced into living together for two weeks. Oh, you haven't seen just the, just the one since then? Nope. So uh, we got a, we got another uh, good
1: se- scene with a uh, Segawa Hero, the uh, <clears throat> the purple haired girl, where where okay. we learned the extent to which she is competitive. Ah, yeah.
0: But yeah, it's it's pretty yeah, good, and
1: the girls are the two that I care about anyway. Are cute, so okay,
2: yeah.
0: Um, alright. Uh, there's not a whole lot to say about Spike's family, except that it's fantastic. It's still
1: the best anime of the season. Yeah. Um, it had, it had what can only, it, it, it's the best, um, fight scene that's going to happen this season, um, in a castle where he is playing a game with his daughter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> rescuing yep. rescuing her from his friend who is role-playing a villain um yep. it is such a low and stakes very elegant it is such a low stakes and yet and yet they spent <laughs> so much money on that fight scene
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it is very elegant yes uh, so yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to say. It's just you need. It's to see funny. It.
1: It's great action. It's wholesome. The relationship between Lloyd and Yor is just fantastic.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Love After World Domination. It's still just cute with a banger of an intro song.
1: It it has the same thing like. as Spy Family, where uh, there's a really cute girl, and she can flip the switch and become a murderous person at any time, and that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. I I do like how they've introduced uh what the the. the one of the uh, the other Sentai heroes now knows about this relationship and covers for them. Uh huh. <laughs> it it's fun. <laughs> it's yeah. A, and and uh, when he got appendicitis and had to have his appendix removed, the little note from Supreme Leader of Bossar saying, "I hope you get better. <laughs> I only want us to kill you." <laughs> yeah, that
2: was, that was <laughs> sweet. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh so uh I caught up with Dawn of the Witch this week. It was I had seen the first episode and then I watched all the rest of them this week and uh I don't really have anything It's still spectacular to say. It's still happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the big twist at the end of its first arc was pretty obvious. Um, partly because they spoiled it in the opening. Yeah. The opening of every show has all of the characters who were treated as the villains of that arc. Um in like fun little slice of life segments and I'm like oh well they're not really evil they're gonna they're gonna be friends and yeah yeah they're friends
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so uh they they could have done better with the opening to not spoil that and it would have been a bit more interesting most likely
0: uh-huh but yeah, don't, you know, it's there's nothing really bad about it at all. It's just kind of happening. It hasn't
1: gotten its hook yet. Yeah. Its first arc was Which, too long and they spoiled it in the opening and now they have the chance to do something interesting. And so maybe yeah. they will. Yeah.
0: Oh well. Yeah. Uh Tomodachi game. What do you think of it?
1: Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> okay, uh, the I have one complaint about Tomodachi game, and that's that I think I think they revealed the traitor too early to the audience. That's my only complaint. I I think okay. they should have held back on on revealing it to us for a little bit. Even like one more episode would have been nice. Other than that. I love the fucking. <laughs> the, the, the level of bullshit out thinking that goes on in that show.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is. I mean, it.
1: it I, uh, at no point do I say, wow, that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> I don't. But it is like. Yeah. It, it, it is a little bullshit. But uh, have you seen the last episode? Uh, when did it come out? Uh, like in the last seven days, like this last week.
0: Yes. yes. Okay. So I should be fully caught up with. So it. when the the traitor is
1: Tenji. Um, if you're keeping up with the show, you already know this. He's the he's the guy with glasses and black
0: hair. Um. If you're not keeping up with the show, uh, watch two episodes and you'll find out.
1: I think it's the (laughs) third episode it gets revealed, but... Yeah. Like I said, they should have held off on it a little bit
0: longer. Yeah, they tease it in the second episode anyways, so... But, um, like,
1: like, the extent to which he is a villain... Is insane. Like, he's been, he's been stalking his friend, uh, Shiho, f- since before their high school career began. They dated in middle school, and, and he's been just fucking wiretapping her shit. <laughs> and he's been pretending to be friends with all of these other people this whole time in an attempt to get close to her again. And now he yeah. wants to. And now he wants to d- destroy their relationships with all the information he's gathered in that time. <clears throat> also, he gets the yeah. chance to bang her again. I guess.
0: Uh, I guess that's it. I don't. I don't.
1: Know. <laughs> it's he's he's legitimately insane. They're gonna stay friends after yeah. this, and I don't know how they stay friends after this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know how that recovers.
1: Like, <laughs> it will, but I don't know how they're gonna like, fucking make that make sense. Yeah. But, uh, I did say holy shit at the end of the last episode because, like, the the main character, uh, Yuichi, was like, okay, we all go in and we all say we're the traitor. And then like that'll reveal the traitor to us because either uh, either they don't write I'm the traitor on the paper and then like they get they get outed or they do write I'm the traitor on the paper and they get outed because they got caught in a lie. Uh huh. And instead what happens is they all go into the booth and only the traitor ended up writing the piece of paper that said "I'm the traitor," yep. <laughs> and that yep. that destroyed his ability to have an out. Like yep. like if it, if they had all written it, then it would have it would have been easier for him to get some forgiveness from them. But
2: uh-huh. because they didn't all but.
1: write it. It means that they knew even before then that he was the traitor, and there's no getting out of that.
0: All right, I mean, I'm so excited. Kumi uh, Com- Comi- Comi- can't communicate. Came back. It's uh, season two, but it's really not. It's just part two of the first season, and it's, uh, I mean, it's Gomi can't communicate. There's there's nothing new there. <clears throat> um, uh, Demon Girl Next Door season two. It's still cute girls doing cute magical girl things and demon girl things (laughs) uh there's nothing to complain about and nothing particularly to say stellar (coughs) because sometimes (laughs) (laughs) haha you have to edit that um uh skeleton knight in another world uh i'm still watching it and it really hasn't gotten anywhere close to being as awful as it was in the first five minutes of the episode first season first episode blah and uh yeah it's still a stereotypical fantasy isekai power fantasy
1: not much going on there
0: no it's it's weird okay I don't I don't know why it exists (laughs) it's it's like who is this for because it's not a great power fantasy isekai, and it's also not a great anything else. Um, it's it's like the the game for Trapped in a Dating Sim, the world of Otome games. Because who the fuck is that game for? Right. Like who who wants that game? What I I don't understand that game. It's a dating game with also. Mech fighting, <laughs> duels like, and fire uh, emblem style strategy.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah, like who who is that game for? I don't know anyone that that game would be for. It's confusing. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my stuff. Do you have anything you actually really want to talk about about your personal anime?
1: um Heroines run the show. It's definitely going the the. Uh, Fucking romance anime route. The uh, the two idol dudes are definitely falling in love with her. Um, Al Ashi made me cry. Uh, I I cried twice this week. Uh, one was during Al Ashi, and the other was during the movie that I'm bringing to our last segment today. Uh, those are the two times that got me to cry this week. Uh, Al Ashi got me entirely from personal drama in a soccer anime um <laughs> like like the he has a kind of turbulent relationship with his mom and she's she's poor and so sending him off to Tokyo to to be in this football club that he got into um it's expensive for her and it's going to be really difficult and he was thinking of just backing out entirely but then she wrote him a letter that on like like to send him on his way, and he read the letter and it was just so sweet and I cried. Um. Sh- oh, am I the only one watching Shiki Mori's is not just a cutie now? Yep. Oh you should be watching this it's 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 the second it's good, best but anime it's too much it's the second best anime of the season shikimori there's is too much. shikimori is still not just a cutie but also izumi got to show off some some of his badassness in the latest episode like uh they were at the river and and uh he noticed a kid getting swept down the river by the current and he went and saved the kid and got them up on the the th- the the, the, s- the land got them up on land but then his foot cramped and he started drowning and then Shiki Mori got to be a badass and save him so it was it was a double dose of badass and it was cool okay uh dance dance Danceur is the second best sports anime of the season still um i'm less distracted by the eye thing now but that's just like adaptation though like like i i'm just used to it i've gotten used to it it's not any better it's it's It's, uh, you get used to seeing it (laughs) okay but the, the dancing animation is all really good um they didn't go as long with the uh The main characters, like, will I go for, will I go and, like, dedicate myself to ballet? Or will I continue doing soccer and martial arts and stuff to be cool with my friends? I I thought they were gonna do that for a long time and I was getting prepared to suck that up for the good ballet shit. But no, they, they nipped that in the bud pretty quickly. And they just got, they just got straight to him dancing Swan Lake. Uh, the latest episode, they were they were doing a recital of Swan Lake for, like, an audience, and uh, he... He fucked up. <laughs> um, like, he, he okay. did good, but then he kept going. He was supposed to die, and instead he's like, no, I'm gonna get up and dance more. <laughs> and, and, like, threw off the entire thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah um uh, birdie wing golf girl story it's it's going more towards the uh straightforward sports show at this point like she's she's pretty clearly Uh. she's pretty clearly gonna like like become an actual golfer and the underground golf stuff is probably gonna stick around a little bit but definitely be more in the background um yeah and aharan San hakaranai is just funny.
2: Okay. It's just
1: funny. Yeah. And and the uh, aharan San's little brother will like wear her clothes. <laughs> and and, and saw her, saw him, because I think, I think right now they're just considering the kid a cross dresser. Um, Okay, yeah. But, like, he he saw the little brother at the arcade and thought it was uh, his friend just acting weird. And so he spent the day hanging out with her cross-dressing little brother, and that was sweet. And, and, like, the, the sister is super supportive of him, like, trying on her clothes and stuff. So. Okay. It's good for Japan, is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's it. Game facts. <laughs> it's the facts about games. Games with facts. And we're talking about Freewheel in USA. How is this related to food?
1: This is this is a Free car game, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Freewheel in USA is a racing game developed by Hoplite Research and published by sexual assault company Ubisoft for PC and PlayStation. In Freewheel in USA, you play through six different road trips, unlocking more vehicles to play with, and completing license tests on those vehicles so you can use them in-game.
0: Yeah, so once you unlock a vehicle, you can't even use it right away. You have to... You complete a license test on the vehicle
1: ridiculous see if this were yeah. need for speed hot pursuit 2 the license test is what allows you to use the vehicle yeah the controls are trash even the slightest press on the d-pad causes you to swerve and all the stats for the cars are bogus worst of all is that it was also sold under the name hooters road trip <laughs> <coughs> uh John, (coughs) who is Hooters for? Yeah. Uh,
0: Gross old white men.
1: Like, it's only for 45-year-old men in, like, like, unhappy relationships, right? Yes. That's, That's pretty much it. Yes. Okay. I'm just glad we're on the same page. I thought, you know, there was always the chance that you're like, oh, I love Hooters. Their wings are fantastic.
0: I have never been to a Hoots. Oh, no? Um, that is a score I'd like to keep.
1: Uh, I've been to one, unfortunately. My my. St- How are their wings? I don't remember. I was a child. My stepdad took me because he was a 45-year-old white man in an unhappy relationship.
0: <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> it's sad because it's true. <laughs>
1: In Hooters Road Trip, the only difference is, after you win a race, you get to see a cutscene with a Hooters waitress from the state you raced in. At least the developers only charged $10 for the game. They knew what they'd made was not worth crap. Damn. Yeah. But it got published to PlayStation.
0: Also, uh, yeah. <laughs> Original PlayStation. It was the end of the PS1's lifetime. PS2 was already out, as was the GameCube and other stuff. Uh, there, There is a small uh, incongruency here. It says Hooters Waitress, but uh, as everyone knows, Hooters does not have waitresses. Um, Hooters has actresses. Oh, shut the fuck uh, up. <laughs> because waitresses can't be fired for physical appearance standards, and actresses can. This is like the
1: WWE's like, like, like everybody's an independent contractor bullshit. Yeah, but like it's a it's a loophole that they shouldn't get away with because they're clearly not actresses. Yeah, the same way that when you have an exclusive contract with WWE, you're clearly not an independent contractor. Yeah. yeah. While it's unsurprising that such a scummy game was published by scummy Ubisoft, Hoplite Research is quite a rags to riches story. Founded by Manny Granillo in 2001, he had risen through the ranks of EA as a customer service representative, (laughs) before making his way to QA at Maxis, working on things like SimCity 2000 and SimAnt, (laughs) before doing a couple stints of producing and finally founding his own company.
2: Yeah.
0: He was a game tester who then went on to find found his own company. Listen, Simant like,
1: sucks. Simant is one of the worst yeah. sim
2: games.
0: Yeah, I know. Why do you think I put
2: it on? <laughs> there? It
1: it is impossible to win Simant. You will always hit a point where like your ant colony and the opposing ant colony have like a stalemate where you just kind of You you pull a Germany and France, you just trade the the same piece of land back and forth between each other for eternity. (laughs) Yeah. Considered largely as one of the worst games of all time, with a 22 on Metacritic, and rated 1 out of 10 by the official PlayStation magazine when it came out. It's not that surprising when you consider the source material for the game.
0: Yeah. All right, it did the thing where your voice cut out, oh. so.
1: Well, I mean, I read the, I think it's a, uh, I read the thing, like, like, okay. it's cool. recorded on my end, so it doesn't matter.
0: I, I, I figured, that's, I, I waited for you to finish, and then I said yeah. it. Um, I don't know if it came through in that way, because Discord's porky, but I figured I'd stop you, so that if you said anything else, you would know I didn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah no it's it's okay i just read the fact pretty much okay cool i didn't even add any flourishes like i sometimes do sometimes sometimes hooters was founded in 1983 by six florida businessmen as an april fool's joke to make a restaurant they couldn't get kicked out of yes that is as disgusting as it sounds they they got kicked out of restaurants because they were groping waitresses
0: I I just don't understand how Hooters exists.
1: <laughs> it shouldn't exist, is the thing. It, correct. Like, there are other Hooters type restaurants that are not as gross as Hooters. Like, yeah. there's the uh the Tilted Kilt, it's the like like Scottish themed Hooters basically. But they still consider their waitresses waitresses. They just wear, like a plaid kilt and and a, uh, a crop top kind of thing. Yeah. Accentuate their breasts. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you still can't.
0: I don't know how. How's how,
1: how's Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks. Uh, I don't know. I've never been.
0: Okay, me. Uh, like I, I don't go to any of these things. I went
1: to I went to a tilted kilt twice because like my uh, I, I was in a college play and the uh the other actors wanted to go there after like rehearsal and stuff. So we ha- we had okay. drinks there a couple of times. Okay. Yep. Named after a Steve Martin SNL joke and founded in a rundown nightclub Ugh The first Hooters girl was hired on a bet that they could get the winner of a bikini contest as the first employee. Sadly, they were successful. Listen, bikini contests are also gross.
0: Yes. And just, like, everything... Reading about the history of Hooters is just a lesson in the depravity and grossness of humanity. Well, specifically dudes. Yeah. Yeah specifically dudes like like they're they're doing an april fool's joke because they're disgusting and they get kicked out of restaurants and then like they're making bets about getting bikini contest winners to like it's it's a surprise to me that it's a bikini contest and not a wet t-shirt contest
1: that'd just be too frat boy see i actually have more respect i have more respect for a (laughs) wet t-shirt contest than i do a bikini contest because wet t-shirt contests are just held by like backcountry dudes and frat boys. Right? And, and so it's just kind of like a, it's not an organized kind of thing. But a bikini contest is like, like run by, by people who run beaches and shit. Like, and there's like actual prizes, like cash prizes and shit. It's, it's highly organized. And that makes it grosser to me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, a wet t-shirt contest is just, like, down-home fun, you know? And a bikini contest is at the level of a beauty pageant. Yeah. Just to double down on how shitty and horn-doggy these businessmen were, the standard Hooters jogging shorts, all Hooters girls... Again, not waitresses; those can't be fired for physical appearance standards. Are because one of the original founders lusted after his secretary, who was a jogger. What the fuck? Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. What the fuck? Like, like the 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 quote talks about how like his secretary liked jogging and and she was a very fit and attractive woman and. Uh, she was seen wearing the jogger shorts, uh, several times and they decided to use it like, like, no, no, don't, don't put it as like, oh, like she happened to be noticed wearing this. Nah, they, they're, they they're like watching her. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. The, the, disgusting. Everything about Hooters is Disgusting.
1: I wish I could now say that the game bombed and the shitty food that you can pick up frozen from grocery stores now failed as well, but just like a certain ex-president, their business ventures keep going with a casino in Vegas and a failed airline and a failed TV show. Send them all to jail.
0: All of them. And that was just the
1: facts. I mean, I bet, you, I bet if you looked far enough into it, you would find that all of them have worked with Donald Trump in the past. Oh, I'm certain. <laughs>
0: one of them ran Trump Stakes. Uh, which one of the failed businesses was that? Was that 476 or <laughs> 475? I don't remember. Who knows?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> one of them ran Trump
1: Stakes and one of them ran Trump University and... <laughs>
0: Trump Airlines, and... Yeah. Alright, let's get... Hey, we're talking about the media that made let's us! Let's talk about stuff
1: that's fun.
0: Well, yeah. at least one of these is well, fun. Well, I mean, one of these is a comedy, and the other one is a story about teenage pregnancy. Which one do you think is fun?
1: I mean, the one about teenage pregnancy is also a comedy.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: it is. <laughs> uh, so... The, the two movies we picked, uh, Wombat picked Juno as the media that made him, and I picked The Man with Two Brains featuring Steve Martin. Uh, you, I, I had seen Juno before, uh-huh. uh, so why don't you tell me, as someone who had not seen The Man with Two Brains before, uh, what you thought?
1: Okay, so you said you brought this onto the list because it scared you as a child.
2: No,
0: no, 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 no. You're, you're thinking of the other movie, the one that we're going to do when we deal with, uh, your, uh, shitty stepfather story from, um, your childhood that's traumatized you.
1: What did you say about this Um, one then?
0: This is the first R-rated movie I saw. Okay.
1: Um, I had trouble paying attention to it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I felt like a lot of the jokes kind of fell flat. Um Mar- Steve Martin's character wasn't very likable and I didn't I didn't really root for him by the end. I did root for the brain in the jar, so I'm glad, I'm yeah. glad that worked out.
0: Um yeah. And I'm glad she was happy in the end. Yeah. Because, like, it could have gone a different way, considering sh- she was, uh, fat.
1: And you know what? His character, his character isn't horribly likable, but he is decent. Like, he- he's not yeah. a bad person, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he almost goes through with murdering a, a random woman, but he doesn't. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Um, I don't know who Merv Griffin is, so the reveal of him as the elevator killer just kind of made me say, who?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he was a, uh, American TV show host. Um, just, just, he had the Merv Griffin show Uh from 1965 to 1986. Uh, He also was the one who created Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune through uh, Merv Griffin Enterprises, yeah.
1: See, I I had never heard of him, so it it pans up to show him. And, like, the three times someone had been seen with the elevator killer prior to that, it was like, oh, what are you doing here? And so I thought it was going to be somebody, like, super recognizable that you would you would recognize if you saw them in Austria. And I just don't know that that holds true for Merv Griffin. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, John, I didn't like this movie.
2: (laughs) Okay. Well,
0: I'll, I'll go ahead and tell my story about it. Um, this was a movie that after Blockbuster was going out of business and, uh, all the other, um, non- like, non, uh, nationwide chain Blockbuster-type places were also just going out of business at the same time because uh, DVDs were coming out and VHS has had no place in society anymore. And so there were like three or four places we went to around the same time that were all closing down and just selling off all of their VHSs. And, uh, went to one of them, walked around, you know, looked at all the, the movies and stuff. And I saw a Steve Martin movie and, you know steve martin he's you know he makes family-friendly movies he he's got like the cheaper by the dozen stuff and you know later he he did the pink panther so you know that's another um, uh uh-huh. family-friendly thing he did the three amigos like <clears throat> he's well known for for doing these family-friendly movies in this one and he, he says so, i can't fuck a gorilla <laughs> <laughs> so i i thought sure i'll i'll get this and uh you know it's my brother's birthday in like a week or two so i'll buy this and give it to my brother how old was your brother and uh he's seven years older than me. okay i was single digits at this time. okay so at least he uh, could be watching this movie <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I... I I picked it up. I brought it to my mom. She was like, oh, cool. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Because, again, it's Steve Martin on the cover. Like, he's in all sorts of stuff. No one looked at the back where there's a big old R that says, this is rated R. <laughs>
1: there are bare breasts in this and movie. And I...
0: Yes, like five minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the, uh, yeah, gave it to my brother on his birthday, and then, like, three days later, my mom, my brother, and I watched the movie together, and I spent a lot of the movie with my mother's hands over my eyes, because (laughs) they don't shy away from just straight up showing tits right in your face. No, they don't. Like... It's three or four times within the first ten minutes. And yeah. And yeah, it's it's raunchy. Like you said. I can't fucking go. <laughs> um
2: <laughs> I
0: remember laughing a whole lot less Uh when I first watched it. Probably due to the fact that I didn't understand most of it, because again, it's a very raunchy humor and I was single digits in age so I didn't understand that. Uh but like rewatching this, I laughed a whole lot more. I agree. It's not as good of a comedy as let's say Juno, a movie about teenage pregnancy, but uh still, you know, I I I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I, I there are some
1: good jokes. Um One, one that sticks out in my mind is, uh, early on in the movie, he hits, uh, the other main character, Dolores, with his car, and he, he goes to this, like, six-year-old child who witnessed the thing, and he, he rattles off this very long list of things he wants her to do, like, full of technical jargon and everything, and then (laughs) asks, did you get that? And then she rattles it off verbatim to him. And then diagnoses Dolores with a subdural hematoma. (laughs) He gets mad at her for having the gall to diagnose his patient. And it's an epidural hematoma. Thank you very much. (laughs)
2: Little
0: girl, I want you to do something very important, all right? I want you to run home and I want you to call the ER of North Bank General Hospital 932-1000. Tell them to set up OR6 immediately and contact anesthesiologist Isidore Turek 472-2112 beep 12 Have them hence send an ambulance with a paramedic crew. Light IV D5NW-KVO. You got it? She responds it and is like, that's good. Sounds like a subdural hematoma to me. Oh, it does, does it? Well, it's not your job to diagnose. But I thought, you thought, you thought, just go. Three years of nursery school, and you think you know it all. Well, you're still wet behind the ears. It's not subdural hematoma, it's epidural. God damn, that makes me mad.
1: That was the funniest uh. joke in the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really liked the one later. It's like. Uh, <laughs> He brings Dolores home and there's a couple of hi- Hispanic yard workers oh. the porch, waiting to walk them home. <laughs> and she says, what are those assholes doing on the porch? He said, those aren't assholes. It's pronounced as <laughs> I put them there myself. <laughs> like, yes. Yes.
1: Oh, um- or, or later, when they're in Austria and he's in the apartment getting mad at her, he picks up a vase and he throws it onto the floor, trying to break it. And then, and then he picks it back up and just super blindly says something like, "Damn it, a nineteenth-century Indian rubber vase," and then sets it down as yeah. if nothing happened.
2: <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Like
1: there are funny moments to this movie. I just I felt like Dolores was too obvious a villain. So every time he was yes. he was like not seeing her for what she was, I was like, You're just an idiot. You're just a fucking moron.
0: <laughs> well that's that that's what uh <laughs> that's what he plays. I know, it's it was just so infuriating. That's that's how Steve Martin plays in his movies is an idiot and you're right it is infuriating (laughs) and it's one of the reasons why i hate the pink panther so much because in the pink panther he's supposed to be an idiot but there's a difference between a funny idiot and a infuriatingly just stupid idiot and steve martin is that
1: like, the original Pink Panther is more of like a, a Mr. Magoo type thing, where where he he is, yeah. like, competent at the one thing that he does, but he stumbles through everything else, and so it makes him look like a fucking idiot all the time. Whereas mm-hmm. Steve Martin's Pink Panther is just a fucking idiot. Yes. <laughs> like, like, it doesn't make sense why Steve Martin's Pink Panther character is a detective at all.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, Alright. Oh, you know what? Do you have anything more to say the, about the, it? There is uh,
1: another joke that was really funny to me. Um, the first time they go to uh, Dr. Necessitors apartment, and it, it it's all <laughs> like, like stone walls and shit, but the uh, but then they get into like a screaming match about how he's condoning murder, <laughs> uh, and, and then the neighbors start screaming at him about <laughs> uh, to to shut up. And he he comments about how thin the walls are, uh, and and then yeah. he go Steve Martin goes back to Doctor Necessitor's apartment later, and the the uh, the housekeeper character, the butler character. Um, like rips a piece of uh, of the sto- the fake stone off the wall, <laughs> and it's it, it's not real. It's just made to look like stone. And then later, yeah, it, like comedy comes in threes. John later, the police come to ram down the door. And- <laughs> And they don't realize that the walls are actually stone and wood, so they keep- they ram through the- the first door, which was real, and then they ram through the next door, which is fake, and then ram all the way out through- through the wall into the pool. Yep. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Um... <sighs> was there anything else? Did they ever they never explained who stole the brain? Cuz he does he does like a presentation for some conference, which I didn't realize he was there for a conference. I thought he was going on a honeymoon. Um but he like saws open somebody's head or screws it open, I guess. <laughs> um and instead of yeah. a brain, three lemons fall out.
0: I I think that was uh, Dr. Necessitor. That was
1: Dr. Necessitor?
0: Yeah. I, that's. Like, you go immediately from there to a guy who's got a bunch of stolen brains and jars. Right. So. But he needs them for people it, who that's are recently intended. dead. Yeah. But, like. <clears throat> sorry, my throat is fucked up today. Uh. I, I think it's it's intended to be that like he had stolen her brain beforehand, and that the three lemons were about the same weight, so that it wouldn't be known. Notice, I
1: see. I guess I just didn't yeah. make that connection because I assumed that and I, mean, I assumed that body had been like on ice for a while.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's really intended to be that big right. a deal.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it it just it stuck out to me as like. Did we ever really find out?
0: <laughs> yeah, so I picked this one because it's the first R-rated movie I saw, and it's also the first time I saw tits on oh, film. Yeah?
1: Mine was the whole nine yards. Oh. Yep. Um,
0: yeah. Introduced me to the whole world of tit media. Tit media. <laughs> Yeah, like Starship Troopers. Hooters. Hooters. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right.
1: So, your movie- I don't know that Starship Troopers counts as tit media. It doesn't it doesn't focus on nudity in the same way that other other
0: movies do. I mean, there are a lot of tits in Starship. There Troopers,
1: are, though. but like like the most memorable like
2: a lot. the most
1: memorable scene is the co-ed shower scene and it's not focusing on anybody during that. They're just having a normal conversation Correct.
0: naked. There's a There's a lot of TNA. There is. There. Of both sides. Yeah. So. Equal opportunity ass. You know, if you're into fascists. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: so you, you picked Juno as I did your pick Juno as my movie. Um, and, and Juno is a movie I've seen before. And Juno is a movie that I'm pretty much always willing to watch because it is a fantastic movie. Um... And it's hard to pull out anything in particular because every single scene is a masterpiece. Oh, I
1: think I think there are some specific and scenes
0: that do stand out. Like, is the, like every every line is <laughs> yeah. funny. Every like like if if you go to a quotes page for Gino, it's just the script <laughs> because, like, genuinely. Like all the characters are funny. All the like the the straight characters, like the just the straight man characters are funny. The the you know the sarcasm is funny. The and it's, you know, some sarcasm is a little too dry. But, like, everything in Juno's... Is- the fucking gas station um. attendant has
1: one of the most quotable <laughs> yeah. lines ever in the first five minutes of the
0: movie. <laughs> Rollo, played by Ray yeah. Wilson.
1: That ain't no Etch-a-Sketch. That's one doodle that can't be undid, <laughs> home skillet.
0: <laughs> and, and his line just before that, so what's the prognosis for minus or plus? <laughs>
1: That uh, little pink plus sign is so unholy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's... Yeah. But it's not
1: always funny. Like, it it can ratchet up the drama when it really wants to, also.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, when uh, Mark Loring, the uh, potential... Uh, stepfather of the new child uh, uh, basically is like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm leaving my wife. With the implication for you. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, it's not stated, but it's heavily implied. (laughs) Like, I'm leaving my wife for you so that we can go hang out in a crib in the city and be children together because he's a child
1: 15 year old yeah Yeah. it's yeah honestly uh, i assume jason bateman's character in ozark is like a piece of shit i've never seen ozark but i i assume based on the premise of ozark jason bateman's character is a piece of shit this has to be one of the most piece of shit roles jason bateman ever did
0: also, Juno's sixteen. Oh, she mentions it in the movie. Whatever, it's too young,
1: too young for thirty-something-year-old <laughs> yes, Mark Loring. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, gross. and every time I watch the end of the movie, and it like pans up to that the 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 note that says like like Vanessa, if you are still in, I am still in. Um, I cry. Yeah. I cry every time I yeah. see that. Because, uh, like, Juno had spent a lot of the movie thinking Vanessa was kind of lame and boring. And, and like, Mark's the cool one. Like,
0: uh-huh. But but Mark shows himself to be singularly not cool. Right. And He's an uncle yes, dude. Yes,
1: but, like, in... <clears throat> In all the ways a dude can be uncool, Mark Loring is uncool. Yeah. And and Vanessa is, le- like, boring, but that's, it, it's what's needed, like, f- for a child. She, she, she is shown uh-huh. to really care for children and want to have a child herself. And, and so it's really sweet when Juno will still like go through with the adoption after after the yeah. breakup between Vanessa <laughs> and Mark
0: I, I do like you you start early on understanding that Mark is lame it's like Vanessa gave me my own room for all my stuff <laughs> she gave you your own room in in your whole house for your for your stuff <laughs> Wow, she's got you on a long leash, Mark. <laughs>
2: like. Uh. But
1: like it's it's clear that he's not even trying with Vanessa from that one exchange. Cuz like they have a huge huge house. He could be in more than one room if he wanted to. Uh-huh. But he doesn't communicate yeah. with Vanessa like you get a lot of their relationship just from that first scene like, yeah. <laughs> like that isn't even stated like just implied elements of their relationship
0: yeah and you could just tell from their chemistry like standing near each other like like Mark is uneasy the, around
1: her and and Vanessa's a little overbearing uh, yeah yeah um and then there's a whole bunch of characters who are only in like one or two scenes that are also still really funny. Uh Sue Chin outside the fucking abortion clinic.
0: All babies want to be born. All babies want All to be born. Want to be born. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Your baby has fingernails. Uh.
0: <laughs> and then she
1: goes inside the abortion clinic and the fucking the, the, the attendant lady is like do you want a free condom they're berry. <laughs> my boyfriend uses them whenever we have intercourse makes his junk smell like pie <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I I like the little later retelling of that. Like, the receptionist tried to get me to take these condoms that looked like grape suckers and was just babbling away about her freaking boyfriend's (laughs) pie balls. (laughs) Boyfriend's pie balls. Also,
1: every time Juno is in her room and picks up the fucking hamburger phone. (laughs) (laughs) The hamburger phone alone is
0: just funny. (laughs) I, I almost dated a girl in high school who had a hamburger phone. Why didn't you? I, I, because it seemed like it was going to end up in a Juno situation. Pretty sure she has a kid down in Florida now. Like she was. Cute, there's though. just so the
1: reason the reason why this is on the list is because Juno and Polly are hot, and I was I was at the age to be allowed to be into them when this movie came out. Yeah, and so yeah. Th- th- it's it's kind of like dawning sexuality kind of thing. Yeah, A- and. Juno and Polly are exactly the two kind of people that I would want to be in a relationship with. We haven't even talked about Polly. (laughs) Yeah. Michael Sarah is great in this movie, but in an understated kind of way. Everybody else is like ratcheting things up to eleven and and Michael Sarah's Polly Bleaker is just kind of but like quiet and awkward. the the conversation about how uh, this other girl that he 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 eventually ends up going to prom with, um, they're yeah. in the room talking about her and she's like why don't Juno's like why don't you date uh,
0: her uh, <laughs> she, she smells like uh, soup.
1: <laughs> she she smells like soup her her whole house smells like soup <laughs> yeah. And then it comes back later. Juno's talking shit about her to to her friend. And she's like, "Oh, her. She smells like soup." And her friend's like, "Oh yeah, she she does smell like soup." Everybody knows this girl just smells uh. like stu- soup. And then you yeah. she's in one scene. She does not have a speaking line, but later you see her at the lockers behind Polly while they're talking. <laughs> and Juno's like, Your stupid girlfriend keeps giving me the stink eye. And Polly's like <laughs> <laughs>
2: She's she's not giving you the stink
1: eye. That's just how her face looks. And she's behind them and Juno (laughs) takes a glance over there and her eye is squinted like all the way closed and she glances at (laughs) Juno and it doesn't change. (laughs) Uh.
2: She just has a permanent stink eye.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's great. Yep, it's also probably where I get a lot of like my sense of humor from. Cause like before, before yeah. Juno, my humor would have been mostly from like Disney and Pixar movies. Uh, Juno,
0: yeah, and it's very yeah. Different. Juno
1: came out when I was twelve or yeah. twelve or thirteen. Um, so the, <laughs> it, it it it's like the basis of my humor now.
0: it was it was much later in life that i saw this i saw it probably around 19 maybe 20 um but yeah it's a fantastic movie it's it's one that i saw and and i i was like "Mm, this is gonna be interesting seeing this teenage pregnancy film and then watch it was like Yeah, that was fantastic. It's probably
1: the best teenage pregnancy film.
0: I wouldn't say probably. Uh, It it is. I mean, like I haven't seen all of them. Maybe
1: there's one out there that's better. I don't know how it could be.
0: (laughs) It's this. It's just so good. Um. So yeah, I. I suppose that's the media that made us. I guess it was. Um. Yeah. Are, are we keeping accountable next week? Sure, we can. Okay. Balls in your court, so yeah. you know you've you've got to play. Uh, what are you looking forward to for the next? God, I week? just want to keep quoting Juno. <laughs> uh, like I said, like every single line is a good quote. Like, <laughs> uh,
1: like, like like the entire conversation. Between, between Juno and her friend um, when, when she's telling her she's pregnant and she's <laughs> I'm pregnant are you sure? maybe it's just like a food baby you know? <laughs> <laughs> no no I'm pretty sure <laughs> and then whatever uh. the fuck it was when she realizes that Juno's being serious like
0: FUKA Tyler. <laughs>
2: Uh,
0: your parents are probably wondering where you are nah I mean I'm already pregnant so what are the kind of shenanigans (laughs) Uh, they're like you're like the coolest person I've ever met and you don't even have to try you know I try really hard actually
1: (laughs) Oh, you're not you're not selling that right though, because that's Paulie's line again. So Michael Sarah's just like, yeah, I, I try really hard, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I I try really uh. hard actually. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's it. It's actually.
0: Sonya's. What are you What are you looking forward to? Uh, oh. Next week? <sighs> oh. I don't know, John, you always ask me this. Man, Go first. Mine. Go first. Cool. I'm getting a snake to What?
1: <laughs> are you feeding it are, are yeah. you feeding your frogs
0: to the snake? No. No. I would not. Oh, gay frogs have a right to live. <laughs> um Yeah, I'm getting a, a 3 foot long ball python named uh Yoshi. Uh, poor little python needs to be rehomed because their uh current owners are changing apartments and can't take them with them. Damn. So yeah. Well that's cool. It's sad, but it's uh it's cool for me. So I mean it's not necessarily a done deal yet, but uh I'm gonna do everything I can to make it so in build.
1: a week you're going from two pets to five. Well I've got fish
0: too. I don't
1: count fish.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah cool get to play with my snake not in a kinky way hey uh you had long enough no- oh. um i mean i'll just
1: what am i looking forward to um we didn't talk about video games this week uh so i'll say i've been playing pokemon sapphire this week um with an okay. awkward team that's created a lot of like like weird difficulties for me getting through the game. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the fuck stops me next.
0: Okay. L- like you could, you know, get an actually
1: good No, team. I I I did this kind of intentionally, kind of not. I didn't I I picked out the pokemon that I was going to use Without really thinking about their typings. So I ended up with two fighting types on my team and two steel types on my team. Yeah. And so I didn't have a single Pokemon that was super effective against fire. And the fourth gym is a fire type gym. And and I got my shit wrecked because I only had one Pokemon who wasn't gonna fucking die in one hit to a fire-type move.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, it, it... The way I play it is wrong. I just get everything up to level 99, and then it doesn't matter what you use.
1: I thought you didn't play Pokemon.
0: I have played Sapphire. You have? I have, I I have Fire. I see.
1: Uh, So I, I'll, I'll tell you then. I'm using uh, I'm using a Torchic now a combuskin. I'm using an an, an Aeron okay. now a Laron. Um. I'm I'm using yeah. a Scarberry and I'm using a Shroomish okay. now a Breloom, and I just okay. I, that's I weird. just added a yep.
0: okay. Yeah. Okay. I I have yep. interesting I have decision. no
1: type coverage. nope (laughs) it's it's fantastic it's it's creating a lot of fun ways to get around certain types of pokemon like
0: Uh uh-huh like fire types (laughs) and there are a lot especially when you consider that uh no i guess in sapphire you're going up against team aqua so you're not having much trouble with team magma yeah
1: and Aqua's easy enough, Breloom takes care of them all. <laughs> like I, I whenever I fight yeah. Team Aqua, I just lead with Breloom. Yeah. Um it, it's gonna it's gonna all be right. interesting. It's it's I'll talk about it more next time.
0: Yeah. Alright, well, share this with someone. You know what? This is uh we recorded this right after Mother's Day. So uh, in honor of Mother's Day and June, Share this with someone Share this with someone... Share this with uh, someone who's a mother. And uh, if you don't want to and you want to be creepy, share this with someone who you want to be the mother of your children.
1: <laughs> or if you want to be a Mark, share this with someone... Who's way too young for you. Oh, (laughs)
2: gosh. Okay. (laughs) See you (laughs) later. Bye.